This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Hello and welcome to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Dan Silver and Clayton Beerman of the Chelsea Fancast. And Maurizio Sarri out, Frank Lampard in. Are you dreaming? It's a fantastic day for Chelsea. If it happens. <laughs> when it happens. Where, are you that confident? Um, I'm never confident with Chelsea. Um, Sarri looked like he's gone. Everybody says he's gone apart from the club. Frank, don't know. I mean, I want, I, I want him in and we'll go into the reasons why, but I don't know. I, th- I think it's, it's, a, it's a huge gamble as far as the mm. club's concerned um, which I think is probably the only reason why I'm not 100% confident because they're a bit I don't know it, it, it would go against everything they've done in the last 15-20 yeah, years a huge sea change to actually give you know a manager time but then you think if Chet's coming back in to the ball there's a connection there yep. Lampard comes in Jelly Morris comes in as number two he understands the youth that you know Roman built an academy get these players playing a year without you know signing players just you know stay in touch he gets the transfer window and someone brings some players in and then you know kick on thing with thing is Lampard who, who unite the fans because it's been a very very toxic season you know or, you know certainly match game non-match game fans this whole kind of sorry sorry and sorry out stuff so we need somebody to kind of come in and give give the love back let's talk about sorry do you think if he does go to Juventus, he's going back to Italy because he misses fresh pasta and the Serie A? Or actually, do you feel that he might think he's been a bit alienated? I think he's going so he can smoke in the stadiums. <laughs> it's that straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, he, he might feel he's alienated, but I would ask the question as to what has he actually done to integrate himself with the club slash the fans. Obviously... I, 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 you hear that the players quite liked him, um, but there, there is not one occasion that I can think of during the season where he went to the crowd or gestured to the crowd or what have you. I mean, when it all went horribly wrong in sort of January, February, mm-hmm. 
you could understand him wearing a tin hat, especially when people were voicing their views about what you could do with Saribol. Um But even before that, uh, I mean, it's unfair because he's a different personality to Conte and the way he expresses himself. I mean, Conte is what you expect a Latin Italian manager to be like. First home game, he's in the crowd. You know, last minute winner. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, there was there was a love affair which didn't really end until he he decided that he wanted a divorce. Um, but there wasn't anything. I, I I think the thing is, and and, and Paul Hayward said today, or I read a tweet by Paul Hayward today, who who I love as a journalist. I think he's really brilliant. Who was saying is Sarri the most maligned manager? You know, I just thought. He never. I mean, to, you know, the the Sarri hate. I think when he wait, he lost the away fans probably around December, January time. And the early part of the season, we're seeing his name. You know, moments ago, you know, just replaced. Conte. Well, you were unbeaten for ten games. Yeah, or so. but people, no, you know, we were unbeaten for seventeen games. games. <laughs> and then we got found out a little bit. Spurs put a man on Jorginho, and that's how well Chelsea stopped playing. And we had a really bad defeat at Tottenham. And from that point on, it was kind of stop, start, stop, start. But we're seeing his name certainly for the early part of the season. But he didn't, you know, come knowledge or put his hand up and you know, you know, wave the crowd, which you know most so managers he ne- do. He never, he never acknowledged that support. No, never. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't swear on a stack of Bibles that he didn't stick his hand up once when his name was sung right. out at Stamford Bridge. But, but you've got issues with him, obviously, as a man and as a manager. He's clearly a slightly odd character, not an emotional person, yep. but. If he'd been playing a style of football that you like, if yeah. the team had won the quadruple, it wouldn't actually matter, would it? It's not so much that. I think it's what I wanted to see in the first season was, you know, signs of improvement. And there was just, there was none of that. I mean, he was forced into playing off the cheek and a doy towards the back end of the season, not not because he wanted to, I think because he had to. There was no kind of tangible progress. You know, we, I think what we wanted season one was to see a bit of his style implemented and his substitutions were pretty much like for like. In-game management was dreadful. I mean, every time I went a goal down, I thought, you know what, we're not going to get anything back from this. You know, like, the, for me, Man United in the cup, were 2 nil down with 10 minutes to go. He's got Giroud and Adore on the bench. One sub left, he does full-back for full-back. And like, well, listen, it's the FA Cup, 10 minutes to go. You get one at home, you never know. And we went out with a, with a whimper. That's that's when I kind of, you know, sorry was done for me, because I thought, just, you know, you've got, you've got your philosophy, and I appreciate that, but sometimes you've got to be clever in game management. Think, you know what, Let's go for it. Let's you know throw the kitchen sink and see what happens. But he doesn't do that. He's just so rigid, so tactically naive almost. I think you know everyone says, "Oh, did you see Napoli last season?" Yeah, but what did they win? Nothing. I think I think you make a really good point. I mean, if if he was obnoxious and we played the worst football in the world and we were we won every trophy on on offer, would we you know <laughs> would we say, "Well, he's all right then, isn't he?" I th- I think the thing is that Dan, Dan makes the point that. When you get a new manager in, yes, things are going to change because you knew he, he was going to change the system, and we did change the system. And yes, we won, went unbeaten for 17 games, but anybody who was at any of those 17 games know that we're extremely lucky. I mean, we played Arsenal second game of the season. Yeah. We beat them 3-2. We could have been 5-2 down at half-time. It, it was it was a bit of a... It, it was on very thin ice, that unbeaten run. Um, I think that the, the point that Dan made is that... you. We're changing it, and then you want to see something improve, mm-hmm. and nothing improved. And you basically look out there and you see you've got two world-class players, and one of them is being played out of position. Yeah. And it was it. The football was awful. I don't care what anybody says. The football was, was awful. Dreadful stuff. 
dreadful stuff. I mean, without Eden Hazard, we would have probably been 11th or 12th. And he, he even, I think, Sarri echoed that Hazard was difficult to imagine, though, that he, he, didn't, he didn't follow instructions. Listen, you've got a player like Hazard, you know, you build your team around him. He, he's a once-in-a-generation player. We, 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 we've let Hazard down as a club over the last seven years because we haven't really bought the right players to supplement his talent. And now he's gone to Real. It's, it's, it's a real disappointment because we used to buy these players from other clubs and now we're giving them to, to Real Madrid. So there's a huge. Listen, Sarri has a lot to answer for, but then the, the broader picture, I believe the club are very culpable as well. Not just for this season, but the previous sort of six, seven seasons, really going back to probably winning the the Champions League. When we Where really... have they gone wrong, Dan? Okay, well let's say. I mean, you look at you. You know, Mourinho comes back, wins we, the league. We've only got an hour, by okay. the way. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Mourinho comes back. He win, he wins the league. He wants certain players. He's given dross. Conte comes in tenth to first, arguably probably the greatest achievement in recent years he wants certain players and he's given Danny Drinkwater no you know all this you know Danny Drinkwater I mean really <laughs> enough, you know, said. enough said yeah it's just there hasn't been a real football person on the board for a long time since Emanuelo went and you need you need somebody at this level who, who understands football says listen you know what yes we won the league at the counter last season but we need to improve because second third fourth and fifth are going to improve you know you know look at Liverpool under Klopp he's got has he had time one or two, you know, big signings, and they they've got ninety seven points. And Klopp's the sort of manager I want at Chelsea because he's the passion he shows, the way he's got the whole club, you know, living and breathing. He's he's an inspirational manager. That's what I want to see. I mean, that's 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 the different levels right now. We've dropped from where we are now to twenty five points below, the, you know, the champions, which is huge, huge sea change. Sarri, of course, not loved at Stamford Bridge, but one Italian who was more popular is Carlo Cudicini. He says it'll be sad to see Sarri go if he does head off. It's just a pity. I think we had a, a very good season, uh, obviously finishing on the high with a, with a trophy in Europa League. But obviously, if he, if he has decided to go, then uh, I guess the club will have to look uh, some, somewhere else. It's club. Yeah, yeah but, the club are saying what to say. But, I mean, I like to see you know his opinion. You know, Carlo, he's not going to you know jeopardise his job by saying you know what he's an idiot. I'm glad he's gone. You think that he, he really doesn't believe that? Well, I don't know. I mean, he may he may do. I mean, I don't listen for me. I don't I don't know. Sorry, personally, he may be a really like engaging guy away from football. I just don't know. But what we see as fans is what we see week in week out on the pitch. His reactions to staff, his post match interviews, and that's that's how we judge him. Not. As his character, he may be a great guy. Maybe he, maybe he was a good coach. Maybe he had the wrong players. I don't know. But we, I want to see just little signs of improvement. You know, a project like that. Pep his first season, you know, he did okay. Second season, brilliant. Third season, brilliant. You saw you saw his philosophy being implemented. That wasn't happening with Sarri. Nothing was happening. I think, ironically, one of the things about Sarri and why Sarri's style of football wasn't implemented is because Hazard wouldn't do what he was told and. But Sarri didn't have the players. I think the thing is that now he's gone, we'll never know what that second season would have been like. But I think... Are we going to have Chelsea hipsters, Clayton, in 10 years' time saying, oh, if you'd given Maurizio time, we would be dominating world football? He's going to go to Juventus. Juventus have won the league, was it six in a row? Got I think more, yeah. Yeah, whatever eight. it is. It's essentially like, you know, it's probably like, you know, the Scottish Premiership is not the most competitive league. Yes, there's some good teams, but, you know, if you have a Celtic manager, you've got a really good chance to win the league. Same as, you know, Juventus. He, he should win the league, and that's not because, you know... He's got Ronaldo. He's got Ronaldo. He's got... Whoever he's got, Dybala. He's got these great players. So the fact that Simon's going to go from third place to Chelsea to, 
you know, win the league with Juventus is not really, there's not a balance there because he's gotten to the best team that knows how to win, has got the players and he's probably going to, you know, implement his stuff. Oh, I don't know. I just... I, I, th- I think the other thing with, with Sarri is if we have got this transfer ban, none of us, but none of us want him in charge of a team that needs to integrate youngsters. And that, and that's why there's such a drive for Frank and Jody because... It, it, it it's all about timing, and and they would be the perfect fit. I mean, they, they really would because the the only thing with Frank Lampard and Jody Morris is is the attitude of the club. Because if the club say, "Fine, you've got a you know you've got a year. We got we know you can't buy any players. Integrate some of these." No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you've got a crank caller. Yeah, you've got a crank caller. He's come in to rescue. Yeah, Sarri, hasn't he? Yeah, you shouldn't let yeah. these yeah. these people. You know, the response there for our regular listeners, our excellent producer Kieran has just written on the screen that we have a caller into the show. If you'd like to get in touch, it's o two o eight seventy twenty five five eight. We're told that it's Chelsea Fancast's very own Jonathan Kidd. We're going to have a quick meeting in the break, decide whether he's going to be allowed on air. I think from a neutral point of view, what I found really interesting watching the Sarri debate at Chelsea is there are so many neutrals saying, he won you the, the Europa League and you finished third in the league. Why are you arguing? And no Chelsea fan agrees with them. And actually, you guys know better. I have got well two very good points. One, we had a very, very easy route towards the, the final. The first good team we played, Ironic Track in the semi-finals, we scraped through on penalties. The fact we came third in the league was more the fact that Tottenham, Liverpool, sorry, Tottenham, Arsenal, Manchester United... Capitulated. Imploded. Yeah, I mean, after the the, the Oli Gunner, Gunner bounce, United were dreadful. Spurs, Spurs, he spurs it up, and Arsenal were Arsenal. So it was it was more. <laughs> to, you, you, was, you, I mean, Johnny, you're 100 percent right because that's the question that all neutrals ask. Because you, there's only what four or five trophies you can win. Yet again, after having supposedly awful season, we've won one of them and come above Spurs, who have one of their best seasons and. And we came third in the league. Third in the league can easily be explained by everybody else imploding. Because if you have a look at our record and, and the wonderful Joe Tweeds, who um, people listen to the fan cast know Joe's a, a fan caster, he's basically um, sent me through some statistics. And Sarah's statistics that look, on the face of it, fantastic. Um, but that includes the Europa League. Yeah, with very winnable And the easy Europa games. League, we played the dog and duck. And you know, <laughs> MOL Vidi, yeah, yeah. the farmer's second level. We had we had such an easy route, and the teams you expect to beat. I mean, we had was it Prague in the quarterfinals? Yeah. We, we nearly shot ourselves in the foot of that yeah. game. I mean, it, it it was we. So it, his his record is slightly inflated, uh, and 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 I do understand. And it looks like we're just being spoilt, and we're being churlish because we want somebody out who's who's get, who's delivered us. A trophy. But actually, you watch him week in, week out. You witness that lack of interaction with the crowd. You have to watch the football, the fo- and you the know football better. Was, Johnny, we played a European semi-final. Okay, this, this one of my very best friends who sits next to me. Basically, we played Eintracht Frankfurt. First half we played okay. Second yeah. half we just went missing. It was one all, and a friend of mine went to the toilet just before half, uh, it went to extra yeah. time. He never came back. He just said, I can't watch any more of this. It was turgid. It was awful. 
Well, yes. on that, we are absolutely certain. Talking that of Sarri turgid and awful, let's has, talk to Jonathan. Has to go. <laughs> Coming up, Sari's going, but is Frank necessarily the right man? Don't go anywhere. This is Love Sport. The Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. And a quick update for you from the Women's World Cup. It is England nil, Argentina nil. That Argentine defence again proving tricky to break down. Updates for you throughout the show. But we're talking Sarri and we're talking Frank Lampard. I'm delighted to say we've got Jonathan Kidd of the Chelsea Fancast on the line. Good evening, JK. Does Sarri need to go? Does Frank need to come in? I thought I'd ring to get some balanced opinion here rather than listening to the terrible twins just have a go. Jonathan, you meant to have a night off. Come on, chill. I, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I just, I thought with the two of you together, I thought, God, it's going to be flag off Sarri evening. It's going to be an hour of vitriol and hatred, which it is. That's what I've been listening to. We're <laughs> really 20 minutes in. Come on, give us a chance. Non-stop. Yes, no emotion. I've got he my finger on the damn button, by the way. He didn't acknowledge the crowd. He didn't acknowledge the crowd. Of course he did. I sit in front of him. Said, no, Jonathan, he was actually lighting up a cigarette. You're mistaken. No, the little hand that went up was it when he did it while they're yeah, embarrassing the when they're going when they're using the same Antonio chant they're going Maurizio Maurizio well, nothing but going, not original oh, be more original please and his little hand comes up and I'm thinking yeah he's having a go and meanwhile the, the, the vision of him as this this fraudulent tramp is in my mind and uh, and you Dan having a go at him saying yeah he's, he's appalling and dreadful and vile and uh, and also what you the business about drink water that you said the reason that they bought drink water was because Conti behaved dread I don't know if you said the board are dreadful but the the uh, uh, yeah and they should have back hazard I agree but that whole business of buying those players was because Conti wasn't wasn't about Conti mucked around with the whole I understand system, that but so. my my argument was I think from what my understanding was that he asked for two or three Italian players arguably yeah, he did because... he did. Because he, the, he, uh, asked for, he asked for the Ju- Juventus over uh, OAP yeah. club so, back four. Yeah, my argument, my argument was that they would have cost X, Y, Z in money, but had those three or four players integrated in the team and kept in the Champions League for the next three to four seasons, they would have had got their money back. The whole the, I said earlier, I don't yeah, know if you no, heard, no, but the board are culpable as much as the managers. The board are culpable. The trouble is, they were all they saw, you know, their their their, their opportunity for. For not having to work for the rest of their lives was there in front of them. They all thought yeah. they'd get four hundred thousand a week and uh, a three-year contract each, despite all of them being thirty-two. Jonathan, and of course, Chelsea, Chelsea are not going to do that, are they? Yeah. Does, well, yeah, Johnny, does Johnny. Sarri need to go? Does Sarri need to go? Um, well, he has gone, hasn't he? Well, he, oh, has he gone yet? Has it been worked out? Not Marina officially. To eke, eke out another another million or Higuain's contract or something. Um, I'm, uh, just I'm, admit, I'm, exci- I'm excited by the prospect of. Uh, of Frank being there, yeah, I think that'd be wonderful if Frank comes. But even that might not be the case. It might be Allegri. It might be one of the thousand. It might be a a, a, a left field manager that we know nothing about that they've they've decided to bring in. Well, as long as we don't know. Last year we had no idea that Sarri was coming, did we? No. It was so it, that that was similarly. It, so it may be it may be they've got someone else on the radar. What, what um, but, club... but yeah, I, I, think, I think due to the vitriol that he suffered, yeah, the poor bloke. But I, th- I actually think he would have got it right in the end. I think one of the reasons, I thought they were playing much, much better as the season, at the end of the season. I have to say, though, I agree with you actually over the Untrack game. That was re- very, very poor yeah. the second half, wasn't it? He did dig a hole for himself. But, but the thing is, Jonathan, he, he, yeah. might, he might get it right, but if we can't buy anybody next season you know, indeed, indeed, and he's indeed. got to use the same players yeah, less yeah. Hazard 
he, yeah. you, I mean, no Callum. It, it's for a while. just uh, it, you just know what what next season would potentially be. I mean, I, I just we were saying earlier it would be nice that if Frank was just given a year to get. I mean, learn on the job. I mean, ugh, I, I read that the club still, if Frank comes in, they still expect us to come fourth. Well, I think they're living in cloud cuckoo land. Is that with the transfer back? That's with the transfer well, that back. That shows how little the board knows. Where did you read this? Where did you read this? I saw it one day. It was, it, it was, it was, it was a couple of different paper. sources. I think if Czech comes back on board, he's, he and Roman are, are good pals. I think when he left to go to Arsenal, he actually went to Roman's house and you know begged to be released and Roman relented. Beat on his door. Yeah. So... I, <laughs> So listen, I think Frank comes in, he'll, he'll unite the fan base because it, ha- it has been terribly toxic. You know, not only match game but on social media, it's been it's been pretty horrible season for you know away from the sort of stadium with you know Sarri and Sarri out. And I thought um, <clears throat> the guy Simon Johnson for the Evening Standard, I think he he said on on a another show that it's it's they're, they're Sarri fans, they're not Chelsea fans. Their whole ethos is based around Maurizio Sarri. So they'll put it, you know, move over to Juventus next season. Whereas they're the Chelsea fans. Generally, I would say maybe 70, 30, Sarri out. There are a few out there who, who, you know, want them to succeed. And I respect that. But just as I said earlier, that you want to see progress. You want to see little signs of Sarri. And I don't think we saw anything. I mean, we just, you know, the, the Eintracht game, the first big test we had, we just about got through that. Are you making a smoothie? I mean, what on earth was that noise? I think it was his stomach he's hungry. Oh. I think we I think we've I lost think we've lost, we've lost JK. The line has gone. Jonathan Kidd there of the Chelsea fancast. Thank you for your time. Interesting. He's saying that Frank to come in is great news. Is he for you the obvious choice? He's a legend. Yeah, because of timing. Not nothing to do with legend. Nothing to do with well, I suppose it's partially to do with legend because after having Sarri, you want somebody who gets the club. And no. we've had a succession of managers who seem to get the club. So that's why Sarri was, was such an exception to the rule. The transfer ban means that if we can get Jody back, Jody knows our youth players better than anybody else. And he'll know who's got the temperament to make it and who hasn't. Mm-hmm. And so you, your perception and your hope is that that will bring some of these players through. Um, people that... Perhaps we don't even know some yeah. of some of you know some of the talented guys who who haven't made first team yeah. debuts. I mean, so yes, I think he. I think it's right time, right place. And I, I also think I know that a lot of people are worried that the fans will turn against Lampard. Can't see no, it in not, a million years. I think I think there's a there's a real polarizing opinion because you've got the you know match going Chelsea fans and and Chelsea fans versus those that are more keyboard warriors and I think generally Frank will get time because he you know whatever happens at the club if he comes two years he fails his legacy at the club is such that I don't think anyone will you know get on his back you know he went to Man City and scored against us and he was like you know he still got cheered oh Frank what's he <laughs> like oh, Frank, scoring against us for City kissing the badge running down the pitch listen we got we got you know got there's Kurt Zuma coming back Bakayoko apparently had a really good season in Milan um, Marco Van Hinkle Lesser than there's less, a name, less the lesser spotted. spotted, yeah. yeah. Um, Mishi, I, 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 you know, I'll probably get shut down on this, but I think Mishi Batshuayi is a finisher, he knows where the goal is, he can't do anything else, he's not intelligent enough to be a link man. But you put the ball in the penalty box, he knows where the goal is. Tammy's had two good loans in the championship, 50 odd goals in 100 matches. 
Yes, he went to Swansea. They struggled. They changed managers. You know, these players get a chance. They get a year. Harry Kane got a chance. He got a few games in the Europa League, scored some goals, got a chance, and now he's arguably one of the best strikers in Europe. He got a chance. That's... I, th- I think the, the the big thing is that there has to be a change in mindset because if you stepped back... Now, obviously, Liverpool and Manchester City are streets ahead at the moment yeah. and we can't go out and buy anybody and we've lost Hazard. Um, Tottenham might buy a few players. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's happening with Arsenal. Uh, anything could potentially happen got- with Arsenal. Manchester United look like they're going out and buying a lot of young players, which is you know, which I think will be good for them. And then you've got to think that Wolves, Everton, Everton, are all going to be knocking on the door yeah, for I mean. the for the top four next year, top six. So I think we're in a precarious position. So if you had a if you had a transfer window, and I, I'm not denigrating these guys because I think. Well, perhaps I'm denigrating them, but if we had a transfer window and you brought in Batshuayi... Penalty to England. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, penalty to England. Yeah. If you brought in Batshuayi, Tammy Abrahams, Kurt Zuma and Mason Mount, if that's who you went out and bought in the summer, you'd be pretty uninspired by that. And I I don't mean it in a... I'm not denigrating them, but in the basis of going out and buying... 50, 60 million pound players. Especially the back of selling Hazard. You say that Lampard isn't coming in because he's a legend. I'm not arguing with the fact that he should come in. Mm. But if Michael Carrick had been named Derby boss this time last year and got them to be losing playoff finalists, you would not have any interest in him being Chelsea boss at all. Well, no, because he's Michael Carrick. Okay, but any any No, 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 but you you make a fair point. But But Frank Lampard... With yes, his club affiliation is crucial to him coming in, but also the fact that he has worked with Jody Morris now for a year in a management team, and Jody Morris is absolutely essential Brilliant coach. To, to actually Frank bring through is also these players. A born winner, he's a born winner. He's worked under some phenomenal coaches, you know, internationally and at the club. So let's go. England have a penalty. Yeah, Nikita Paris talking of born winners. She took a fantastic penalty in England's opening day. 2-1 win Kiss over Scotland. Kiss and of death. Oh, she's missed. Oh, Misha. My fault. Her, si- her sister Misha's gutted. It's a fantastic <laughs> save from Correa, the goalkeeper. Yeah. The follow-up missed as well. Well, I think, I think the, was it Karen Carney who was coming in to follow up? I, yeah. I think that's a penalty. I think the follow-up, she's you been think fouled. she's been clattered? Yeah, yeah she's been absolutely clattered. I it think it's a good height for the keeper, in fairness. You wonder whether Paris has overthought this. The penalty against Scotland. She goes top left. It's a fantastic penalty. She's taking another one in the next game. She's clearly thinking, this Argentina keeper yeah. knows I go top left. I better go bottom right. The keeper saves it. Updates for you throughout that game. Coming up, I'm not going to argue with you that Frank Lampard isn't the perfect man for the job. He clearly is. Morris is a glorious addition as well. But there are other names, and could there be other options? Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. 
the thought of missing my beloved blue boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. This is Love Sport. Super, super Frank, super Frankie Lampard. I think you're agreeing that he is the perfect man for the Chelsea hot seat, but he's not the only guy being linked with the job. We're also hearing about Ralph Rangnick of RBL. He's been doing good things in the Bundesliga. What about him? I don't know about him, to be totally honest. I mean, I didn't see Napoli last year and I don't watch too much other football because Chelsea takes up so much time. Listen, whatever comes in, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough season for whoever's in the hot seat, whether it's going to be Ragnick or Lampard or whoever it's going to be because no players coming in and it's, the, the pressure is huge on Chelsea. You know, the edict from above is you need to be top four and whoever, it's, it'll be tough. But, you know, I just hope it's going to be a happier, happier place to be than it was last season for various different reasons. Is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at United a cautionary tale? In that he came into the club as a club legend, he improved the mood, they got the bounce, and then it all seemed to come unstuck. It's, could the same happen to Frank? It's, it's, yeah, listen, Frank could have a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful time of it, and we could be 10th or 11th come you know January, but that's that's the chance you take. Mourinho, no one thought Mourinho would go from 1st to 10th you know, four years ago, and it did, and Mourinho's got a phenomenal track record. You know, Maybe he, he's got... I don't know. It's, it's, Frank will come I, in. I, I'll be the first to admit that sort of wanting Frank to come in, I feel terribly. There's a, there's a there's a massive naivety about it, because if you look at it from a logical point of view, you're taking, as you said, if you, if you went to any other team in the championship, yeah. you know, I mean, okay, Dean Smith. Yeah, I was going to think, or the guy Chris Wilder at yeah. Sheffield United. Would would yeah. you think great they're coming in? No, you wouldn't. And and that's you know because there's there's no relationship with the club, yeah. so I really I think the club has been at a crossroads for a couple of years for all the reasons that have been discussed. I do not think this is the right time to bring in somebody from a foreign league, who another AVB for example yeah. or another Scolari or another Sari. Um, As I call him, you know, Shop I, I I would rather have. I'd rather have Javi Garcia. I'd rather have Nuno Espirito Santo. Or the guy, know. the um, the guy at Everton. I think could you know with a decent squad is not a bad manager. I, f- I, mean, I really don't. I I think there's a bit of the emperor's new clothes about yeah. him. I, re- <laughs> I, re- I really do. I 
I, yeah. I, I don't. I, I think Eddie, he, Eddie. everybody talks about how great he is. Well, he basically couldn't save Hull. He got booted out of Watford after he was sort of flirting, with, Everton. flirting yeah. with with Everton, and I don't think Everton fans were completely sold Sunday. on him this year. So no, well they're a very inconsistent side, yeah. and he won't go to Chelsea anyway because apparently he refuses to move club unless he can bring Richarlison with him. <laughs> I don't want him. What about Eddie Howe? I mean, Eddie Howe's worked worked his socks off to, and has you know kept Bournemouth in the you know the Premier League and he's done okay he's, he, he's a progressive coach he's a great manager Patrick Christie's who co-hosts Drive here on Love Sport Radio has a theory about Eddie Howe which is that he's not fashionable because he's English and he was a centre half and he played for Bournemouth and he's called Eddie Howe he repeatedly argues that if Eddie Howe was called Eduardo Howzini <laughs> he would be managing Real Madrid he's by now point. I mean I, I, you know, so what, he, what he's done with Bournemouth has been phenomenal from the brink of extinction to you know becoming you know Premier League, you know comfortably setting Premier League for what three four seasons, turned us over four nil, but it's at home two years running three nil and three one. I I think I think Eddie Howe wouldn't be given as big a chance as Frank would be no, given because he's no be, connection because there's no connection. But I do think. And I do actually wonder, I, I mean, I don't know the history uh, around his move to Burnley and then back to Bournemouth, that, he, because that that at the time was a step up, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I think he, he offered the opportunity and he took it and it, it didn't work out. I think he didn't settle particularly So, I mean, I'm not sort of tarring him with a brush that he's not going to work out. But I think there's some managers that are a really good fit for a, really, you know, for a club. And, yeah. and you have to look at other top six, seven clubs who... Have lost managers, and and so Everton would be a perfect example. Why didn't they go for Eddie Howe? Mm. For you, regardless of whether it's Lampard or not, Mm. in the event of a transfer ban, Mm. what are you expecting in terms of results, in terms of style of play from your manager next season? I think we've got to, you know, I think our team's set for four-two-three-one. We're not a four-three-three team. You know, Kante to go back to where he does best, playing, you know, in front of the back four, maybe a Bakayoko alongside him, possibly. You know, because Bakayoko was, he had a couple of outstanding games in that first season, like Spurs at home. You lot slated him, come on. No, I, he was no. hopeless. He, he, listen, he wasn't brilliant, but I, no, I wasn't. <laughs> no. But he, he, Madrid away, he was absolutely brilliant. Spurs away, absolutely brilliant. He had some good games, but he was he was signed injured. There was a lot of talk from you know Blue Scroll that we shouldn't have signed him because of his you know his injuries. You know, he he, he struggled. But the, in fairness, that, that whole team struggled that season under under Conte. It wasn't, it wasn't just Bakayoko. He he became the kind of the target for the Boo Boys because he did put in some woeful performances. And he, you know, when he got sent off at Watford, people were cheering. And that was just like, no, that's just you. They just don't do that to your, to your that own was, players. That, that was some achievement at, yeah. at Watford because that was possibly, and I've seen some awful performances, seen but in 30 yeah. minutes, that was possibly the worst ever performance I've ever seen. Yeah, he, it was he, he just a shocker. And you, and you felt for him. <laughs> You oh, felt yeah. so, you so he's just, coming back and playing in midfield. He's possibly. coming back. Van Hinkle. I, I mean, I th- I think that I mean, I mean, we talked about this before yeah. the show. That I th- I think that we will have. I would be surprised if we got top six. Um, really surprised by top six? Yes. Who's yeah. going to oust you? Well, uh, well, uh, we. I, I think Arsenal and Manchester United could come above us yeah. if they do well. I mean, Manchester United look like they're they're sort of getting their act together in the transfer um window. I I mean I don't know the whole Paul Pogba thing, but he seems to be 
somebody who's Could if be. they get rid of him, I think it might work in their favour. Get somebody in from Real yeah. Madrid. He seems to be destabilising things there. I don't know, just looking as an outsider. So I think Manchester United, I think Leicester under Brendan Rodgers are going to do yeah, better next shout. season. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that Wolves will go out and buy another couple of players. And, and, and Wolves only sort of fell off from top six because they had some bizarre results. They lost, lost to Huddersfield twice. Yeah, they, I mean, just, just absolutely bonkers. So... I, I do think that we will struggle. I, I think that we have got the core of a decent team. Yeah. I, I do. But the one thing I, I said to Dan outside, I, I haven't got a problem with our defence. I think with Kurt Zuma coming back, I think with Reese James being in in the mix as well, yeah. and maybe uh, Tamori, although I think he might go out and loan again. We've, we've, got, um, yeah. we've got a decent defence. I think in yeah. midfield, we've got Kante back where he's supposed to play. Um, Mason Mount I'm, I'd be quite happy to see Jorginho stay we're going to have William I think it's going to have a great season because he's going to play on the left where his favourite position is I think we could see some really good output yeah. from William this season because he's he's kind of always been a little bit in Hazard's shadow yes he's you know he's a good player and his final ball sometimes was in product but put him on the left where he should be playing I think he could have a great I, season I do, I do think the biggest problem though is up front yeah I really do because I, I, I understand and I want to see Tammy Abrahams given a chance and I want to see Batchwai given a chance. Um but I I do think we are we're missing a quality forward yeah. and have been since Diego left. Yeah. As a final point on the managers, if I told you that you can't have Frank, that he's decided he loves Derbyshire and he's not going anywhere, mm-hmm. seems unlikely, but still, who would you go for in his absence? Oh, wow. We've got a break coming up, so I can think about it. <laughs> Tell you what, yeah, okay. Yeah. You can give me your answers after the break. This is Love Sport. The Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio as England amp up the pressure on Argentina. It's a back-to-the-wall job from the South Americans. Still nil-nil. Can they hold out? Well... Dan, you've had your time. <laughs> Who are you having? Who are you taking as Chelsea boss if you can't have Frank Lampard? Um, if, we could, if we could nick Potch from Tottenham, I would absolutely love that. If we could. We nick. said realistic. Okay. Um, there's a guy in Tilly called Sarri, apparently, he plays really good football. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you watch Napoli last Yeah, season? they're fantastic. Um, oh, it's so difficult. Um, I mean, the guy, I guess Ragnick has done a decent job at uh, Leipzig. Um, two coffee leaves. Um, Paris Saint Germain's got a good track record. So one of those two, perhaps, or, or Larry White. Mm-hmm. And Clayton, who would you go for? Jose. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah. Straight, yeah. just no question. Yeah. Of course. Would he come yeah. back? Yes. No I talks. think he he would come back. He loves London. I mean that that's basically yeah. it. But it, I, I had this um, conversation with my brother. It would be fascinating to see whether he could do it without the checkbook. Yeah. I think that would be absolutely fascinating. And yeah. funnily enough, I don't think a lot of our fan base would want him back. The, the, the way he sort of appeared, and I'm allegedly, uh, to manufacture his exit the last time because I think he wanted to be Man United yeah. manager. The way he that, that whole season was just... You know, from the from the, the row with the physio onwards, and and any and people that were on the pre-season tour just said he was a very unhappy guy from from day he, one. I read a book, a Spanish journalist. I can't remember his first name. Something Torres. He wrote a book about Madrid's um, 
Real Madrid. This, this is the last... one that they said that he cried when he yeah. found out the Man United yeah. job had gone. gone. Yeah, basically it was um, his last season in Madrid and apparently he was he was very close at that time to going to Manchester United and then I think Bobby Charlton kind of put the kibosh on it and said he's too much toxicity to bring to the club. He kind of is going to ruin the Manchester United name and he had a full-blown hissy fit. Really? Yeah, about it all. And the, the book, I can't, Guillermo Torres, I think his name was, he wrote a book about, you know, Jose Giro in Madrid. Well, it would be quite something if he came back for a third spell. Of course, that could only happen if Sarri leaves the club, as it's looking that he will. And another man who has gone is Aiden Hazard, oh. a Chelsea legend. How are you going to look back on him? With just blessed that we got to see him play I mean I was kind of like oh he's gone and then I saw turn onto the TV and saw him getting presented to Real Madrid and I was like oh god that really terrible tie by the way yeah weird little silver tie what, what are you doing Aiden? yeah come on you got style I think he was absolutely brilliant player absolutely brilliant I, mean, I love watching him probably one of, the, one of the best players I've seen put on the blue shirt in my entire time where does he rank? top five easily easily I mean I think Lampard, Terry, Drogba, Hazard Dixon that kind of level. I mean, he, he just, he got you off your seat. Some of the goals he scored were, were brilliant. I mean, he, he won games by himself. He carried us this season. I mean, we we have massively let him down, you know, time and time again. He he was, everyone after, when he retired him at 21, everyone knew it was after him. We got him. He gave us seven years. We should have built a team around him. He should have been our number 10 until, he, you know, like Messi's been for Barcelona. You know, phenomenal talent. I mean, some of the goals he scored, the one against Arsenal when he put um, Coquelin on his backside and Destroyed scored. Koscielny as well. Yeah. Um, the goal at West Ham this season. Goal, Just, the goal at Anfield yeah. this season. He's got some I, I mean, I, I, I agree with Dan that, yes, we should have done more and surrounded him with better quality players, but I still think he would have gone. I mean, I honestly believe that he wanted to go there yeah. and he looked very happy yesterday. And I think that, I don't think it matters what we would have done. I think eventually he would have gone. Do you think if Zidane hadn't gone back to Real Madrid, he would have gone? Um, not sure, because I somebody I heard who is a very well-respected journalist, when they actually talked about Jose possibly going back to Real Madrid and somebody saying, oh, he'd want to go back there. I understand that, that he basically, he hasn't got a problem with, with Jose and wants to actually work with him again. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he just—he's a once a lifetime player, Hazard. Mm. I mean, just the skills, and also I think he's just such a nice person. I mean, all, all the kind of journalists who've interviewed him and spoke about him said he—he's just such a nice person. He's always got time for everybody. I remember when he scored his first hat trick, he was interviewed by um, I think Match of the Day. So it didn't—you you get out for drinks tonight? No, I'm home to my family. He's a real family man. I think with Hazard, my one criticism is. He probably hasn't got enough desire to really put himself up to the next level of world-class players like the Messi's. He's not narcissistic enough, I don't think. Well, this is an interesting question because he's never had, in terms of goal scoring, a really extraordinary Messi-Ronaldo-style season. He's an extraordinary player who now has an extraordinary opportunity, not just to go to Real Madrid, but to be their main man, the star Galactico. How's he going to cope with being in direct competition with, for my money, the finest footballer of all times? He's fine. He's, he's been he's held on the Premier League for seven years. I think he'll but cope. Messi, yeah, but Messi's you know you can level at anybody below Messi's levels. You know, can he keep up with Messi? No, not not in terms of pure goals. No, I think that, that there's two things that are going to happen in Spain. One is going to get more protection from referees because yeah. there you just have to fall over and you get a free kick. <laughs> 
And he's going to play... There's so many more games in Spain that aren't competitions. Yeah, Whereas in every game in the Premier League... You know, there are no walkovers. So you can see him scoring four against Ibar. Yeah, I mean, you could could see him scoring 30, 40 goals. You could. Well, look at Ronaldo. Was he getting 50 goals a season, wasn't he? Or Messi. But Ronaldo was getting 40 goals a season in England. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that's yeah, but that's his desire, his hunger. Hazard doesn't quite have that in his character. I think he's he's too nice to be absolutely at the top top level of football. Well, well maybe Zidane will put that into I him. Don't know, but he's, he's 27. You would have thought by this stage in his career he would have been. We've had that desire. He's very happy playing football. That's what he wants. He loves playing football. It's almost like you know he loves playing kid. football apart from when he's a false number nine. Yeah, exactly. And he and a he kid. puts the full teapot on. Yeah, a kid in the park. I think he just loves playing football. I don't think he's particularly bothered about you know. He always maintains he doesn't really care about individual honours. It's all about the team, the team game, and he always comes across just a very nice individual. He's, he's a great player. He's going to be massively missed. I yeah. mean, he he really is, um, and I think not only by the fans, but I think by his teammates as well. Mm. Yeah, because I think he, he was very, very popular member of the team. Well, coming up, let's have a chat about some of his very finest moments in a blue shirt. This is Love Sport. You're listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow and Dan Silver and Clayton Beerman of the Chelsea Fancast. We're waving goodbye to Aiden Hazard. For you, Clayton, what was his finest moment in a Chelsea shirt? <laughs> <laughs> so many. Yeah. Well, it it is. I, I can't pinpoint. Any, I mean, it, it's interesting that I think the second half of the Europa League final, he just basically knew he was going, wanted to step it up. Yeah. Went to a different level and delivered the trophy. Yeah, I mean, he was outstanding. I mean, I'm not saying that's that, that's my favourite moment. I mean, being in the ground when he scored the goal against Arsenal was just extraordinary yeah. because you. It was one of those things that you saw, but you couldn't actually believe what you just seen. The goal he scored against West Ham at home again this season yeah. was just. Amazing. I mean, for me, actually, now the the goal he scored against Tottenham to make it two two, it gave less to the league. Mm. Just just the importance of that and the noise inside the stadium. What had been again a really disappointing season with Jose, the one two Acosta, the little curl in the that corner. The first time he bothered that season as well. Yeah, effectively, yeah. Then he then he scored a world against I, Liverpool the I following actually, week. I mean, just going off piste, I actually. Um, wrote a book about that particular season. What was the book called? It was called Powerful Discord, which is still available on Amazon, but I'm not advertising. <laughs> and I, my absolute emotion after coming out of the ground that day was anger because we'd had the most appalling season and for 45 minutes because yeah. we didn't turn up no, in we the first dreadful. half of that game. Spurs we were awful. Spurs, yeah, go on. Well, you two are both being very affectionate about Aiden Hazard. We've got Daniel on the line. He's called into the show. Good evening, Daniel. I gather you're not impressed with the Hazard love-in. It's not that I'm not impressed. Well, firstly, good evening all. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Um, I know, it's the, it's the whole thing for it all. I mean, we can look back at it affectionately, but, I mean, I watched it all yesterday, you know, rolling out from Madrid, and the whole, that's the best way to put it, 
oh, I've always wanted to be here, the badge kiss, the la-la-la. It almost sunk him down a little in the estimation for me and yeah, tarnished his legacy. But you know what, that, that's, that's, that's what... He, I mean, Joe Cole, when he was signing for Liverpool, was told to say Liverpool the best team in the world. You know, they paid £140 million. If he's got to kiss a badge, whether he means it or not, he's done it for marketing, he's done it for Madrid. I, 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 you know, I think Chelsea will always be a huge part of his life. So, you know, the fact, the fact he's done that doesn't bother me. If he kisses a badge, if he scores against Chelsea, yeah, they're going to be annoyed. But the fact he did that... In front of fifty thousand, you know, Madrid people, I, I just think it's 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 something enough. I wouldn't really, you know, for me, it's not going to make a huge difference to his legacy at Chelsea. I understand what you're saying, Daniel, but I, I mean, that is all choreographed. He's told exactly what to do. Oh yeah. In the press conference, uh, the the little clips I saw, he actually mentioned us, um, and I I haven't got a problem yeah. with it. I actually do think he he's very happy to be there. I mean, the whole badge kissing thing was just stage managed yeah, he's, he's I, always said he wanted to play for Madrid he's come out he said I've always, I'll always give 100% to Chelsea Madrid is my dream Zidane is my dream so it's not like he's come out of left field he's always intimated in the last certainly the last couple of years that's what he would like to do um, and you know you know, good luck to him I think you know you, you know, you know, there's very there's very little of Hazard's career you could you could really think you know what now he's let us down he's done this he's done that he's generally been a, a phenomenal player and a great ambassador for the club what's your favourite Hazard no, moment, I, Daniel. Oh, it's got to be a uh, solo goal last in 2017. Yeah, awesome that was, wasn't it? It's brilliant, Daniel. I, I mean, I don't want to put a knock on him whatsoever. It it was a little bit trite, shall I say? I mean, because ultimately, I still think there were other elements. If we were a bit more proactive in the the rest of the year and gone up and said, well, you know, when Zidane was out of a job, instead of said, well, why don't we get him to come manage us? Yeah. And you know, thankfully. Yeah, you know, the fag-eating I mean, tramp is long gone. Yeah, I mean, we were saying, and, yeah, we, <laughs> we were saying earlier that you know, we the, the, club, you know, the club, the club have let Hazard down over the years with the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the club let Hazard down with the, you know, the transfer policy of the last few years. We should have built a team around him. Then maybe we've had more of a chance for him to stay. But as Clayton said too early, I think there was always a chance that, you know, if, if Madrid did come up, and it's always been his dream to play for Madrid. I think we might have lost him, irrespective of who was in, in the team. Um, well, I, I would have found it hard to believe to see him go in there to, let's say, play for Jose if they'd have hired him instead of Zidane. Mm. Thanks, uh, Daniel. But Thanks for no your call, Daniel. Out. Lovely to speak to you. Uh, get in touch again. That number is 0208 70 20 558, of course. Yeah, I mean, he's going to kiss the badge. And actually, even if he does kiss the badge, even if that is his dream, why does it matter? It doesn't. You can't take away from what he's done for us. And he kissed our badge. And he he was great. He was a great servant for seven years. Um, I, I, I watched it yesterday and I just thought, I felt jealous for Real Madrid because I know what a great player that they are getting. But I did actually... Uh, they There's 50,000 of them. They've just spent 140 million on Hazard, 50 million on... Jokic or yeah, and then Jovic, Jovic. Mendy. I don't know how much Mendy was. Forty odd, I think. Not the and, and Mendy, basically, they're chanting, "We it's want Mbappe." Oh. I yeah. mean, what is we want Mbappe? To that's be what they were chanting yesterday. Well, I'd, I'd like Mbappe. We we would all like yeah. Mbappe, <laughs> but I mean, the white flags coming out when he has a bad game. You know, they're going to be boo boo. Could, could somebody tell me where this all fits in with financial fair play? Well, well, because if, Madrid sold a studio flat to the government for 500 million. Mm. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, there, there are also, for these 
turbo super clubs of which only really Real, Barca and United fit in in terms of their commercial side. They make so much. The amount of money that Real Madrid generate is extraordinary. And because FFP is all relative to that, they probably yeah. get a little bit more leeway. But I agree, they can't surely now shell think, out 200 yeah. mil on Mbappe. Well, well, they won't, but they're, they're talking about them buying Pogba, who will cost them 150. Yeah. Would you Maybe. have Pogba at Chelsea? We were, well, that's one of the players Mourinho wanted. I, the I, think, I think there's a fantastic player in there. I really there's do. There's no doubt about that, oh, but there's I also quite there's... a difficult bloke. Yeah, I, I mean, I just don't know what he wants. I think that that's the bottom line. I don't know what he wants, who makes him tick. Um, I mean, who was the manager? Was It, it was Allegri when he, he was playing at Juve. Yeah. He's so... never quite... You know, being the you know the Juventus player that he was when he's been at United, I think you know Mourinho. Mourinho bought him. He's had he's had some good games, but he hasn't. Okay, kind of... so Pogba or Bakayoko? Oh, Pogba all day, all day, <laughs> every day. I mean, but you know, Bakayoko's still an unknown quantity for us. Whereas Pogba, uh, you know, Pogba's a great, great, great player. Maybe you know his hearts in Juventus. Yeah, quite possibly. He can't go back there. Find a new club, Paul. Get a hobby. Uh, <laughs> we've been talking a bit about unknown qualities tonight. We've been focusing on Frank Lampard. It's looking like he will be Chelsea boss. Gents, are you excited? Yes, I can't wait. Uh, my, my weekends are really lonely without Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> my weekends only without Frank Lampard, I thought you were going to say for a moment. <laughs> that as well, you know. So, you know. I, I am excited. The guy's a winner. He's he's fiercely intelligent. And I, I, I just think he'll succeed wherever he is at whatever he does. Yeah, he's, he's one of those, those kind of... He's, he's life's winner. He's one of life's winners. Well, join us next week here on the Chelsea Fan Show where possibly we'll have a new manager to tell you about. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.